friends, uh, welcome to Challenging Behaviors. I'm by myself again, but uh, this is going to be something a little bit different. Only like six, six episodes in and we're already going for the, uh, the gimmick episodes. That's if this gets released. I haven't actually told the other fellows I was going to try this. Um, so, uh, what I wanted to do was, uh, kind of talk about dyspraxia a bit, uh, cause I did, they, the fellas did kind of ask me about it, uh, a few episodes ago, uh, but I don't know, I felt very uncomfortable all of a sudden. Um, it's something I always find a bit, uh, odd to talk about, um, and, it, it takes me some time sometimes to process my thoughts and uh, feelings on it. It's a very mixed bag. Um, so when I've when I've mentioned it before in a couple of episodes, I've always referred to it as a jokingly as the, the when I start talking about it, the dyspraxia hour with uh, Jack Barnett. So this will be that very thing. Um, possibly. I don't think I'm going to be able to talk for an hour by myself. Um, that will be quite quite mad. So I've lit a candle. I've got dim lights on. Because uh, I know how to treat you, my listeners. Our listeners. Uh, so here we go. So I guess the best way to sort of begin is just to kind of... By the way, I'm just, these are just my experiences. Um, other people will, will definitely have very different uh, views on it, and I'll be very interested to hear those, and uh, if anyone's had similar experiences, not, not even necessarily with dyspraxia or uh, with any... any. Um, this is the thing, I don't even know the word to use for it is a thing. Is it a condition? Is it a... Is it a... Disorder, I think, uh, in a way, it's kind of... A dis- well, I'd say it brings disorder, but I wouldn't say <laughs> it is a disorder. And it brings disorder in a literal sense, as in, uh, organisation-wise, it, it can be quite chaotic. Uh, my room right now is quite... Quite a mess, but I, it could be that I'm just a messy person. And this is one of the kind of conflicts I kind of have with it, and I've touched upon very briefly, is the the separation of, okay, what is the what is the dyspraxia and what is me? Is it me that struggles to sleep, or is it I struggle to sleep because of dyspraxia? Is it Am I very messy and unorganized uh, shambles? <laughs> um, or am I in a just shambolic because of dyspraxia it's very hard to know like how how can you separate something like it's like how does a ghost know if it's if are they the scary person or is it scary because they're a ghost (laughs) that's a terrible example um apologies to any ghosts i've offended um but you know we're we're only three three minutes and 40 seconds in pretty much and i'm already apologizing to ghosts um so i guess the idea i could begin with um how it was sort of first diagnosed in a way i guess 
And I think it's a common thing around the ages of around six or seven, um, where it does tend to be organised. But as of late, it's been diagnosed in adults more and more and more. Uh, I know this because I literally just looked it up on the internet. It's not because I'm knowledgeable. Um, so yeah, um, so my it was actually my head teacher in my primary school that had noticed that I wasn't progressing in the same way that the other kids were, um, uh, coordination-wise. Not so much um, academically, you know. I was still doing all the things an academic uh, six-year-old does, um, reading about Biff, Chip and Kipper, you know, really getting those brain cells are, are working away. Um, and the things that apparently I did, and I do not remember this, uh, but I remember reading it in like some kind of assessment letter or something I read. I can't remember what it was from or who it was by, but apparently I could get quite very frustrated um, and... I don't I just kind of get in a massive strop and get very upset, tears everywhere. Um, uh, when I was finding something challenging to do uh, with my hands, so like cutting out or trying to form letters and that kind of thing. Um, and it's quite odd that I just, I don't, I genuinely don't remember this, but apparently this is a thing I did. Um, and there's another thing. Am I, do I have a bad memory or? Is my memory bad because of dyspraxia? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so it got diagnosed. And I remember being, like, told that I have dyspraxia and it makes things harder for me. But I think that's about as in-depth, or at least at the time, that's all I could kind of comprehend of what was explained to me. It could be that I got a full, uh, like, lecture with graphs and slides and, you know... All that, all the whole kit and caboodle, but it may have been just something I couldn't understand at the time. Um, but I just, I knew that there was something slightly different, I guess, about me, uh, as opposed to like the other kids around, um, which was difficult. And that was like a recurring theme. Uh, I was about to say throughout my childhood, but pretty much. My adulthood too, adulthood too is just feeling quite a bit like a sticking out quite a bit. So for starters, it can kind of affect the way you walk in a way. You can have quite a strange stride about you, like you're drunk on a bouncy castle and you just kind of arms are flapping, especially when running as well. My arms go all over the place. Um, I make it a point not to run anywhere not because of dyspraxia just because there's just no need to ever do that even if you're about to miss, miss a bus just just walk there's no need to ever run ever anyone who runs just don't just stop it you're not doing anything for anyone um so yeah and it's a clear thing and it's it's not like I felt like I stuck out and was different. You know, other kids did think that. It's not like something I've imagined. Because, you know, they would say things, not nice things all the time. Um, the kind of thing like where other kids wouldn't want to work with me if you ever got paired up or um, wouldn't get 
picked to be on the teams in like rounders or whatever it was we were doing because no one wants flappy dyspraxia boy <laughs> waving a bat around aimlessly missing a ball um you know and it felt quite uh quite like distant from everyone in a way i mean i'm not saying that this was all the way and not everyone was horrible um and we were kids we didn't they didn't understand and this is how kids will learn about these sorts of things but it's quite odd as well that uh dyspraxia isn't that well that really that well known i mean anyone who kind of works in the sector catchphrase number one um kind of will know about it and people who work in schools will kind of know about it but if you go and ask any uh any people in the streets um they they may not um and so i did a little bit of research very little i just looked at like two websites uh before deciding to press record and i got a few statistics but uh statistics are meaningless to me because i don't know what any of them I can't fathom what these numbers might actually mean. So, for example, it says 10% of the UK population has uh, dyspraxia. So, in theory, uh, if you had 100 people, two two of those people would have dyspraxia. So, when you uh, put that into, like, the whole UK population, I imagine that's uh, quite a sum. Uh and 2% of those, so 2% of the 10%, <coughs> so, uh, are in the severe bracket. I'm in the medium to severe. So it's nice and vague. Uh, it's, it's hard to, like, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't have any concept of what the sort of scale is. Um, so I could very well be more towards the medium. Uh, it could be more to do with the sphere, but I don't want to kind of also put a, like a value on something that uh, affects me in that kind of way. I don't want to be like, well, I've only got some medium difficulties. It doesn't change the fact that it is difficult. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter how difficult something it is. It's still difficult. Um. So yeah, 10% of the UK population. So I guess the best way is... Uh, so say you had a a cup and you filled that cup with water a bit and then just imagine 10% of that cup had dyspraxia. So that gives you a good uh, mental image there, possibly. Um, and the cup is the same volume as the UK population. Uh, so and then two percent of that, ten percent, um, is in the severe bracket, and five percent of the population uh, are children. Children with dyspraxia. So it's fun for all ages. Um, again, it's and it's something I was finding quite odd to describe to someone because there are so many different. I'm clicking my pen. Um, a little bit fidgety. Because uh, 
more out of uncomfortable. Like, it's very strange to talk about it. I don't think I've ever really gone into detail with it. Um, in any kind of conversation, really. Cause I get asked about it, and it's... It's just something that I get quite uncomfortable just talking about, and I feel like I've already said that. But get used to it, because this could be a very long journey. So, yeah, it's just... I don't know why, and I'm sure that there are other people with dyspraxia or dyslexia or Asperger's or SD or whatever whatever fun thing, uh, maybe, that will talk about it really openly and feel that they can, but others can't, and it's hard to pinpoint a reason on it for me, but I'm sure others do, and um, it's some, sometimes I feel like I can't do it justice. It's hard to describe it in a way which is relatable I suppose I think the time where most people can feel like they're a bit dyspraxic is possibly when they're drunk because it is a bit like that in some ways your motor skills hand-eye coordination short-term memory I guess long-term memory too I'm not sure uh you sort of the way you kind of process the disorganization, the the just uh, so many similar things. I, I, that metaphor just popped into my head, um, so it didn't really come to any kind of meaningful fruition. But what's she gonna do? Um, so yeah, um, diagnosed with it. Uh, other signs of things like there are things like I just didn't want to <coughs> change my clothes at all. Um, I just would sleep in my clothes and just wear them the next day because just the the frustration of the how difficult it would be at times to change clothes was just too much, and it would just be easier to just sleep in them and just not smell fantastic. Um, uh, a running trend throughout my life. Um, just the, not the smelling, not the changing. I change now. But not everyone does. There are adults who have dyspraxia who don't do it. You know, that didn't help uh, being a kid in school. Just helping me. Just just <clears throat> making me stick out even more. But it's one of those, one of those things. And it was, a, yeah, it was a real struggle having a... Uh, or whatever it is, um, which other people don't, don't really know about or understand. And uh, even, like, teachers I've had in the past, like, I'd be writing, because uh, one of the things is especially a big thing for me, and I find one of the... a, a source of embarrassment, really, is my handwriting. It's, te it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, it's... Uh, just yeah like i'd be sat there writing some schoolwork, and a teacher would say i think you can write a lot neater than that and i couldn't and but the thing is th these things were happening in the classroom in front of everyone and having to uh, having that pointed out in front of a whole classroom was horrible um but it wasn't like the teacher didn't mean anything they weren't doing it intentionally to embarrass me it's just the lack of knowledge and awareness about it um and there were times I kind of appreciated it in a strange way because it kind of did 
give me a chance to say actually in front of the cast room to be like I have something which does make my handwriting uh, like a drunk four year olds um, um, so just another example of a kind of lack of uh, awareness has uh, uh, crept up uh, so another thing as I was looking for those statistics that I found is some old names that are used to be called. Uh, one, which made me quite shocked, but it was in like the 70s. Uh, and that was clumsy child syndrome. And the thing I find most interesting about that is the idea that it only affects children. And I think there are a few things like that where you think, ah, only kids, only kids can be dyslexic. Uh, only kids have ADHD. Or whatever we're supposed to call it now. It's hard to keep up with acronyms. Um, yeah, it's a strange thing where the, I think there is a slight preconception where these things mainly affect y children and young people. But as soon as you become an adult, it's all good. It's all gravy. Uh, I'm doing an okay sign with my fingers. Uh, uh, the other one, which I actually found quite funny, because I was like, it, I don't know why. De developmental awkwardness. Developmental awkwardness. I think that is a very apt description of my life, at least. I don't know if other people with dyspraxia would agree on that uh, about their lives, but it's definitely what I would say about mine. Um, and... Yeah, I just like the idea of being diagnosed with that, even though, in, in the grand scheme, it's probably a quite offensive term, but I did I did actually quite like that, which is odd. Um, so, I've, I've I've started recording this, and I'm not entirely sure what my intention was. It's just I wanted a chance to just discuss it. I say discuss it. I'm by myself. Um, so. Yeah, what was I? So I was in school. I was in school. Uh, obviously, uh, the thing... I, it's, so is dyspraxia a learning difficulty? It, it makes learning difficult, so I suppose it is. Um, so, therefore, when I was in school, learning was more difficult. Um, but I, for me personally... I, it was more the social aspect that was a problem for me. Um, you know, I've never really cared about... Uh, I never really cared about my education, really. Um, you know, I did what I could, and that's that. It's, But, again, that's just my personal experience. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Making Making friendships was tough at times but sometimes um everyone could be very supportive it was very up and up and down time uh, i can remember one time <coughs> so i can't really swim but i managed to just about muster a length when we were doing swimming lessons in year six and the whole class were at the side uh like cheering me on which was quite odd because there were times where there would be not everyone but some of them wouldn't be very pleasant about uh, my kind of physical ability. But then 
they were just into it and everyone cheered me on and it was an amazing moment to feel um sort of included and it's very rare that i can remember much from when i was that age but that is just something that's always stuck out that feeling of uh inclusion inclusion i'm going really high pitched <laughs> um so it's a huge huge difference maker so i'm just trying to think uh like if someone was to say like if some so like i said when people ask me about it it's something i struggle to to answer um i'm just trying to think what i if i if i didn't feel awkward what would the answer be now i'm just what would i actually say if i didn't feel uncomfortable about answer (coughs) about with someone asked me oh how does it affect you and I think the, the just the general way of looking at it is it's not not great. <laughs> it's not like if would would if there was a cure. I, but it's been a huge. Oh, see, it's the thing. It's been a huge part of uh, becoming who I am today. So, would I? Would I? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a big question that I have asked myself. Um, have, have never asked myself before. Um, but anyway, but yeah, it it sucks. <laughs> it's very so bad. It's it, it, just the frustration of when you really want to just do something, just like something normal, like tying your shoelaces and not being able to do it. Something that most people would say is a simple and easy thing. Um, joining in with like games like going say i want to go just do some play some crazy golf with my friends and in fact it is more difficult and it's just yeah my friends are there watching me just whack balls (laughs) just like your mum does sorry (laughs) that was unnecessary but i'm not cutting it um just all over the place um and just, and like, it sounds terrible, but I hate, I hate when people are supportive. Sometimes, like it can feel quite patronizing in a way, um, where people are like, "Oh, you can, you can do everything like us. Like we can do it too." And I'm, it's coming from a great place, but sometimes it just feels like they're saying it because they feel they have to. It's okay to. It's okay that there are things that I struggle with. You don't have to pretend like that's not the case. There's no problem with that. Um, so you just heard a ukulele strum in the background. So one thing I'd say that it has done is I've always had like a like a just an urge to sort of beat it in a way, beat it. Do a Michael Jackson, then I'll beat it. And we're doing things like trying to learn various musical instruments and various different um, hobbies that are kind of hand-eye coordination and motor skills based. Uh, like I once, once dabbled in knitting. Didn't go very well. I got about a, a fifth of a scarf. 
and that's all it got to. Um, because I don't want to let it define me as I talk about it at length, about how it's affected my life on a podcast. And I realise this is all very self-indulgent. Um, it's like just I've made it, I've made an episode of our podcast just to be all about me, but <coughs> um, that was that's not like my intention. My intention isn't to be like, oh, that poor, that poor fella, oh, he's trying so hard. Uh, it's it. My intention is just to be able to share an experience that I've had um, and it may give possibly, I don't know uh, our listeners the idea of what it's been like for other people with anything just some of the, some of the possible frustrations um, and I say the biggest yeah, the biggest thing for me is just feeling like I, I can't that I can't do things that you know a lot of people can, but there's it's the same for everyone. But just the, just the idea that there's something there blocking me, just in the way of me being able to <coughs> like achieve things that I want to achieve, it can be very frustrating. And so, like I can think, so I mentioned when I was uh, very young that when I was doing things like cutting out and things that I could get quite angry and upset. And it does still happen sometimes. And sometimes it's horrible, but I use it as an excuse to myself. Like you can't do it because the dyspraxia is going to stop you. You can't. And it could be quite defeating at times, but other times, like I say, I try and <coughs> overcome it. It gives me the, the, the motivation to keep keep going at it just to kind of beat it in a way um yeah so for example i worked on a summer camp last year and we had to do things with ropes because uh, we had like high ropes courses and and climbing and that kind of thing and we had to tie all these knots and i just i just could i just decided that i can't do it there's i just can't do these things i'm not even gonna try because i felt like my own See, I still don't know what word to use. Condition, my own, my own thing, um, would have impacted on the safety of others. Um, earlier on, I mentioned a teacher that had pointed out uh, when my handwriting was messy, and you know they were very apologetic afterwards. But there was another time I remember um, a teacher mentioned it to me in front of the rest of the class and why so I was 14 13 14 it was a maths lesson and she was just saying that she struggled to tell the difference between some of my numbers which is fair enough maybe tell me in private rather than in front of everyone and I remember one boy saying um just saying like he writes like he's in nursery school and I just remember that having such a profound effect on me where I just burst into tears um, just that constant feeling of not quite being at the same level as everyone as my peers there we go peers that's a good word for it because um, I wouldn't say he was my friend um, 
Um, <laughs> I'm getting weirdly emotional. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, just composing myself a little bit. Um, so, what are some of the common symptoms, I suppose, would be a thing to go through? If I'm saying there's a lack of awareness... All I've really made you aware of is sometimes it makes me sad. Um, and it was hard to be a, a human <laughs> with surrounded by with other hum surrounded by other humans who didn't know uh, about it. Um, so so the kind of the big ones, your hand eye coordination and your motor skills, uh, your balance, it can affect you kind of the way you speech process, which has probably become quite apparent um, as you've listened to me ramble on um, your kind of organisation uh, it can make you quite so socially makes you socially awkward it can be make you a bit socially awkward but I think that's more kind of due to the things I've been discussing rather than the the, the thing itself um and uh, there's a bunch of there's, there's loads of things. So if you don't know much about it, go out and research it. Why not? But like I've like I said in a podcast we we're talking about, there are so many different wish, uh, conditions, whatever you want to, whatever phrase you want, learning difficulties, disabilities, disorders. I hate, that's not a nice word. Um, uh, you know, developmental things, praxias, axias, exias. How how can there be a way where people know about all of them? How can we educate children in school about all of these different things that impact on people? And not one. They're all like snowflakes or whatever fingerprints. Not. Not a single person is the same. So how can we <coughs> highlight these things? And the fact is, I have uh, no idea. That's not my job. Um, um, so I guess I feel like there, like it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like there are times I'm hiding it. Um, and is that what I should be doing? Is that a reason why people don't know about it? Is because you know, people with feel the need that need to hide it away. Like it's a shame, shameful. No, it's something to be embarrassed about that. We don't have this quite the same capabilities as other people, but there are things that I can do that other people can't. So it's, it, you know, it, Looking at it is clearly a very silly thing for me to be like, <coughs> oh, I feel so embarrassed that I can, I my I can barely, my, my handwriting is so terrible and, oh, I can't, I can't play darts very well. <laughs> my darts, they're everywhere. Oh, how can I be accepted in society when I'm such a terrible darts player? It is. Tell you what, that's the real struggle, everyone, is 
just the fact I'll never I'll never make it in the world of competitive darts. And that's darts, not D A that's D A R T S. Darts, not dance. I would definitely make it in the world of competitive dance. Um Dance. Um and maybe that's part that is maybe that's part of the lack of awareness. The the fact at least not that I affect everyone, but maybe this is what other people with dyspraxia are doing as well. They don't wanna they try and hide it away and this is how people why this is why people don't know about it. You can't be aware of something you're not aware of. That was a classic quote. Tom could have said that quote. That was uh very well very well put, me. Good job. So I so I guess the point of this is is actually kind of a, a sort of a a request uh, for people with dyspraxia, dyslexia, anything to kind of so if there is something like gay pride as a festival, why do we not have? A Learning Difficulties Pride Festival. Why are we not parading in the streets being like, look at us, we're great! <laughs> I don't know if I should include myself in that us. I wonder how many people feel the same way. So if you have any experiences um or or things you just want to tell us about how things you things you're proud of about yourself get in touch <coughs> send us an email at challenging behaviors podcast at gmail.com um tweet us at challenging pod or there's my personal one at wasps kill bears and there's also tom's personal one at, at rapid rhino one two three um and i'd love to love to get these things and then have a podcast where we read them out we can read out all these different things uh where people who have whatever it is they may be and things they are proud of about themselves and or things that they have found difficult and they've never felt like they could express it and they can just send it to us and we'll put it out on the internet for about hundred people to potentially listen to who, who maybe more who knows um so yeah thanks for if you have listened the whole way through it's a much shorter one today so <clears throat> but if you have listened to it all uh thank you for sticking with this nonsense uh so yeah Oh, Tom's not here to say something cool. Um, keep developing awkwardly, y'all.